Welcome to a muzzled chat. Well, that was a fun intro, hanging out with you before this one, talking a bit of hunting. <laughs> you've you've definitely lived a full life, sir. I'm out here chasing uh, javelinas the last few days, and those are just tiny compared to the hogs you were dealing with out in Florida. Yep. Is that yeah? Yep. Those are real real deal real deal yep and uh the dog that i used uh i hunted hogs with one dog and we would catch any size hog that was out there wow didn't start out that way started out with what we call little shoats you know and uh work your way up uh she got confident with it and uh, she trusted me and i trusted her when she had a hog caught I'd come through those bushes and everything, and she knew it was me coming. Otherwise, she might turn it loose on me. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But she wound up being cut on both shoulders. Mm. Uh, she was poked in the brisket. She was poked through the ear. Oh, wow. Her lip was split. She was a hare lip for the rest of her life after that. And uh, she, uh, one of the hog's tushes was that long. Wow. Come out of the gum. Yeah. And uh, uh, that had gone in her neck hair and just under the skin and came out right underneath her chin my goodness and just tore the skin loose there and um, um they take a lot of dogs and so i just yeah. uh, whenever i got home uh laid her down and uh, bathed her in some warm lysol water mm. and took some cat gut and a needle and stitched her up wow uh, on her neck she never whimpered never said boo she knew i was helping her wow and then uh, when she was cut on each shoulder i had to stitch that up too and um but anyway i got hog stories like yeah this year it wasn't meant to be for me either i brought moose out and yeah it i ended up when i when i ran into him surprise surprise within 40 yards and Moose was right there. I was I was just kind of glassing a wash below. I was not expecting him to just come up that close, just out of nowhere. I was tending to her. I thought she was going to leap off this fifteen foot ledge. Yeah, you know. And I was just like, and and yeah, that busted the opportunity. But that's it's just beautiful experience nonetheless. It's just excuse to be out there in nature, connect with God and our roots, and just recenter you know it's my I'm, I'm feeling i'm feeling it though i got sore in some areas i'm not accustomed to right now with putting in the miles i did but so coming into this conversation you were saying let's do a part two what, what of, was the of, label of the god of breakthrough the god of breakthrough but before we get into that i yep. do have one more story i'd like to tell okay and uh, that is this. You know, I'd been working on a cattle ranch for about five and a half years. I was from 19 to almost nine, uh, 25. From 19 to I was 25. And when I came off that cattle ranch, I could ride. And there was no bucking horse on that ranch mm. that could get me off of it. And... um. One time, me and when I was as an apprentice lineman, one of the journeymen I was working with, his son rode bulls in the rodeo. And um, we were talking, 
and I was telling him, you know, about some of my adventures on the ranch, and he wanted me to ride this mechanical bull they had there. Okay. I said, I got no interest in riding that thing. He said, come on. I said, no, I'm not paying anybody to get on that, on that mechanical bull. And uh, he said, well, I'll pay if you'll ride. I said, all right, you pay. I'll ride it. So he went and got the ticket. I come back by, and as I'm going to the guy that I have to hand the ticket to who operates the bull, he said, what do you want it set on? I said, well, wide open. You know, if you're going to ride the thing, I want to ride the thing. <laughs> if I'm not going to ride it, I want to get off of it quick, you know. Yeah. And, um, and, and what they had on this bull was not a bull riding rig. It was a bareback bronc rig. So I grabbed hold of it with my left hand, right hand up in the air. And since it was a bronc rig... I just raised my feet up there like I was on the shoulders so that I could rake those shoulders when he'd come out of the chute, you know. Mm. And um, um, so I got my hand in the air, holding on to that thing, and uh, he ducked his head, or I ducked my head, and here we went. And it was so slow. And I spurred it. And he, I felt him crank it up a notch. And then I spurred it, and he cranked it up a notch, and I just kept spurring that bull until there was no more crank to it, you know. And here we going, boy, just going all around, you know, and uh, um, and came to the end, and I got off. And then he, the guy that wanted that paid for me to ride that thing, wanted me to ride in the rodeo. No, and I well. said, no, I'm not riding in the rodeo. I had no desire to do that. So uh, what it did do, was it rubbed two raw spots on each cheek of my rear end about that big around. Wow. Well, the next day I had to go to a 12-day climbing school and climb poles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and whenever those two raw spots dried, you know, it was oh, very man. uncomfortable. So, no kidding. Uh, Vaseline is a wonderful thing. Right. <laughs> wow. So I come back from that 12-day climbing school all healed up. He wants me to ride the thing again. So he buys the ticket. I go back by, different guy running it this time. And he said, what do you want it on? I said, wide open. And uh, I get on that bull or on that horse. And I sit back, got my hand in the air, ducked my head. Here we went, nice and slow. I spurred. Every time I'd spur, he'd crank it a notch or two. And finally, it's just going around, you know, doing its thing. And, uh, and come to the end, he puts it in a spin. Now, that machine can spin faster than any bull. And I am hanging on. And all of a sudden, I hit the ground. And because I'm waiting for this thing to stop, you know. Because it's going at an odd, ungodly speed. Mm. And, and um, when I come to you know kind of to myself realize what had happened i had the rigging in my hand oh it just broke broke the rigging wow. right off of the bull i shut them down that night oh my gosh <laughs> well i'll take my type of sore <laughs> over those type of worn areas for certain yep. yep oh my gosh yeah you look like quite the healthy uh adventurous chap I, in your youth i was t 
tough as nails. Um, you know, whenever you're riding like that all the time, your your abdomen muscles just because you're always holding yourself. You know, right? They get strong. Somebody could hit me in the stomach; it wouldn't hurt me, knock me down, but it wouldn't hurt. Yep. <laughs> so wow. Anyway, story after story about hogs and deer and coons. Oh, I love my coon stories. Wow. Alligators. You know. Uh... The guy that turned me on to that area where I where I spotted these hogs or javelinas. I didn't show you this picture here, but this will be boring probably for the folk listening. I apologize. But right here, it's pretty cool. I heard all this howl, hollering and these uh, hound dogs oh, treat a got, coon. Got him, in, got him in the air there, yep. No, yeah, he was just having... Having fun, he's like brought my dogs out to give him some exercise, and they got it. Wow! Yeah, just a too bad you can't show them that a little mountain coon in a tree with three three little hounds. Well, that yeah, was pretty cool. Maybe we'll tell another story at the next podcast. Okay, but right now, let's open up the Word of God and. You want, you want to kick us off with a prayer? I do. Okay. So whenever I open this Bible, the presence of the Lord fills the room. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we come before you today and we thank you for the indescribable gift of your son who died on a cross, taking our place, suffering our penalty. And all you did was ask us to believe in that message and you would save us by faith. Thank you for that. And as if that wasn't enough, you sent your Holy Spirit to live in us, to be our teacher, our comforter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I pray that you would be with each and every one listening today. Be with us in this room in a greater way. May your presence be tangible. Come close to each and every one right now. Thank you for that. Just a little bit closer. There we go. Now, Lord, one more time. Just a little bit closer. Let the people know you love them today. Let them know that you've come to them. Oh, may they come to you. Open the door of their heart and watch you come in. Amen. Amen. So, we talked last week about Baal Perizim, the God of breakthrough or the master of bursting forth. Bursting forth. Uh, breaking through, um, making a way where there is no way. And uh, talked about how when Moses and the children of Israel were at a place between the Red Sea and two, mountain, uh, two mountains on each side of them and the enemy coming in behind them with no way to go, the master of breakthrough burst in and blew away right through the sea. 
I told how one one way of breakthrough was uh, praise. When the, when the situation looks dire mm. and it looks like devastation is about to happen, begin to praise and glorify God, not for the situation, but for who he is because he's worthy mm. of your praise, worthy of all glory and honor. That's one way to get breakthrough. That's... I'll second that. Yeah, even with all these challenges, the the it doesn't have to be this doom and gloom as challenging as it may seem. You can look around and just look at the abundance and the blessing around all all of us each and every moment of each and every day and gratitude just being such a powerful tool for just shifting everything into praise because he is our greatest champion and he wants to ease the suffering and in, in these moments just these fleeting moments that in yes. that moment they'll it'll seem more than we can bear but man it's he's there awaiting just to offload it all you know there has to be a pressing in before there's ever a pressing through. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, there's a story in the scriptures about uh, the man who became king, David, when he was uh, younger. Uh, he had been anointed to be king, but uh, another man, Saul, was the king of Israel at the time. And so he was trying to kill David. And so David was trying to hide him and his band of men uh, and they were off fighting another battle, David and his men were. While he was gone, these uh, enemy of Israel came in uh, and burned down David's houses, or the thing, the, what, where they were living, and uh, took all that they had, took their wives and their children, mm-hmm. and were gone. And uh, all the men that were under David were wanting to kill David for having them go off like that. And then this bad thing happened to them. But it says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. And he sought the Lord. And he felt that the Lord had told him, pursue, overtake and recover all. Hmm. So David led his men after that enemy and defeated the enemy, recovered all of their uh, wives and children and all the goods that were stolen, plus the goods that the enemy had. So uh, when everything looks bad, keep pressing in. Press into God. Talk to him. Ask him. He knows all about the situation. But, see, even in a situation like that, the Lord must wait for you to come to him Mm. so he can show you his love and compassion. 
So the, the scripture says that the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro through the earth looking for someone whom he may show himself faithful to. And, and who would he show himself faithful to? Those who have faith in him. Those who are believing in him. So here's, here's a story. Um, I was on uh, Long Island working. This would have been back in uh, late 80s, early 90s. And uh, my children had been with me for probably close to nine months, maybe a little more. Um, nine and three. And uh, it's about time for them to go back. Uh, well, time for Robert to go back to school. And uh, before we did, before school started, I wanted to be able to take a nice vacation, a trip down to Florida, and so we could see our family and have a good time going down there, and and then have a nice leisurely trip back up, and um, and then get back in time to um, buy some clothes for Robert for school and some school supplies and things like that to get him started, and. Um, with my job, um, I should have had no trouble saving up a thousand dollars in just a matter of weeks, but my heart was to serve God. And how do we serve God? By serving others. And just learning to, to sense the Spirit of God speaking to me. I felt the urge to give certain people a hundred dollars. Hmm. I needed a thousand. I didn't have a thousand, but I could get a thousand. Except, dead gone. Every time I would have a couple hundred dollars in my wallet, the Lord would say, "Give Paulette a hundred dollars. Give Bill a hundred dollars. You know, give Joe a hundred dollars. Give Susan a hundred dollars." And, you know, I had no problem because I could, I could get a 1000 you know. Well, it's getting down close to where I'm not going to make it. Uh, there's no way I can get $1,000. Matter of fact, I got $100 folded up and rat-holed so deep in my wallet. Surely, you know, maybe I could use that to maybe buy a motel room for one night near the beach, you know, so we could spend a day on the beach and, you know, maybe barbecue or something like that. And um, a friend of mine who's been at a uh, drug rehab center, not because she was on drugs, but she had gone over there to see how they, they did this in New Jersey at this, uh, I think it was a teen challenge place, uh, to work there and to see how they operated and then come back here and start a rehab center uh, associated with our church. And she would come back uh, from time to time and visit, and then go back. And uh, we had church on Wednesday nights, Friday nights, and then Sunday morning. And so I saw her come back Wednesday, and then uh, Friday night, and then Sunday night. Uh, she's going to be leaving Monday morning to go back to New Jersey. And uh, the, the lady she was staying with invited me over to their house, over to her house, for spaghetti dinner. And uh, so... 
went over there, and um, I guess everybody else had already eaten by the time I got there. And so I'm down at the end of the table, and I'm eating my spaghetti. And uh, um, my friend is down at the other end, and I see her going through her mail. And uh, I'm eating my spaghetti. And I feel this urge, give Jenny that $100. <laughs> and I said, no. Oh, uh, no, I said, oh, that's not God. That's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we blame the devil for a lot of stuff. Right. He, he's got no part in. You know, he is defeated. Anyway, we'll go on with that. But <clears throat> so I keep eating my spaghetti. And again, that, that urge, give Jenny that $100. I said, oh, that's not God. God knows what I'm saving this $100 for. And again, that urge, give Jenny that $100. Oh, so loving, so kind, so gentle, no condemnation. No matter what I did, whether I gave it to her or I didn't, there was no condemnation. You know, the scripture does say that there's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Are you in Christ Jesus today? Mm. Mm. so i get my wallet out i dig in it you know and i pull that hundred dollar bill that's all folded up nice and neat you know and i unroll it where jenny won't have so much trouble getting it apart and um finish my spaghetti dinner go down and i give her a hug and shake her hand and as i shook her hand i slipped that hundred dollar bill to her and she just took it and put it right in her pocket and then um anyway i went home and um later that evening phone rings and it's jenny and she said arthur after you left i went to the bathroom and and i sat down and I said, she said, I had uh, told the people in New Jersey that God was going to give me $100 this trip to pay my bills. She said, but Wednesday night, you know, came and went. People shook my hand. They hugged my neck, but nobody gave me any money. Usually somebody gives me 10 or 20 And I just thought for sure somebody was going to give me 10 or $20, you know, along until I made up $100. And, and Wednesday night, nothing friday night people shook my hand and hugged my neck but nobody gave me anything sunday morning people shook my hand and hugged my neck but nobody gave me anything they were passing the offering plate around and all i had was ten dollars to buy gas with to get back to new jersey and i put that ten dollars in the offering plate mm. i was so sure that god was going to give me a hundred dollars and so as I'm sitting there, and I, I said, God, I thought for sure you were going to give me $100 as she unwrapped what she thought was a $10 bill, and it was a $100 bill. She was in tears. Well, God met her need, but I need $1,000. <laughs> well, one other thing that happened that night, as I'm laying there in bed, going to sleep, the presence of God so covered me. The love was so great. 
It was so thick. It was so tangible. I thought I was going to die. Hmm. And I said, oh, please stop. And he lifted. I've often thought after that, I wish I had just died. You know, if that's what it took. If, if his love was going to kill me, I would have rather, instead of telling him, please stop, I wish I can't I'd say died. I've ever heard of a love so powerful you felt as though you were going to die. I thought I was going to wow. die. Yep. Wow. But as soon as I said, please stop, he lifted. How does one absorb that? <laughs> well, so I go to work the next day, and um, I had I had just finished up a job, and so now I'm on a new job, and I've got the print in my hand, and I'm walking it out. We're not going to be able to do much today, but I'm looking this new job site over, and I'm looking at how much cable we got to put in, how many transformers we got to put in, where we've got to run the cable TV and the telephone and everything. And a guy drives up, and uh, he says, I'm the uh, general contractor on this job. How long do you think it will take you to do this well i just added this all up i knew exactly how long it was going to take us and i told him and he said if you can get it done by this day which was about three days or four days ahead of when i was estimating getting it done he said i'll give you a thousand dollars and the guy that's working with you a thousand dollars i said i'll see what i can do so we started that job and we didn't take any breaks. We left the, the show up, went straight out there, and put that machine to work while somebody went and got coffee. Somebody drank their coffee, and then they rock, operated that machine, and the other guy drank his coffee. When it come lunchtime, that machine kept going. One guy ate lunch. The other guy kept that machine going. And we swapped on and off like that. The day after... The day before we were done, uh, cables all in, everything's in. All we're doing now is marking transformers and putting tags on connectors and terminations and things like that. The guy comes around, sees that it's done, paid me off in $100 bills. Right after he left, my general foreman shows up, and I told him, I said, I'm done with this job today. I said, I'm taking two weeks off. I'll see you when I get back. And I took two weeks off, had a beautiful time going down to Florida, seeing family, come back up, had time to buy Robert uh, school clothes and school supplies, and then he started school. It was just perfect. The point about that story is, is being obedient to what the Holy Spirit says and pressing in and doing what's better for someone else. Mm-hmm to your own detriment. There's a breakthrough there. Isn't it interesting, though, like how that type of service, acting out on those impressions, become far more rewarding? Like that experience, I don't know, with the whole questionable love almost killed you kind of, but but how rewarding it becomes and fulfilling than any hundred dollar bill could really serve you you know the world would have you be like well 
total it all up and hoard it all to yourself and how much more on top you would have been. And, and it's just like, that's not, that's not a healthy lens, right? Another breakthrough. Diane and I got married and I had a, an annuity fund that I was able to cash out. So I cashed that out. After the taxes and everything were done, we had just a little bit over $10,000. Now, I had a good job with the power company. She had a good job at the hospital. And I thought for sure <clears throat> we could buy a house, no problem. But house after house, talking with mortgage people time after time, we just didn't have enough for a down payment. And so our church was going through a uh, building program, and we're at this special event. They're asking for people to pledge a certain amount of money. And um, as, as, they're, as they're talking about this and asking us to make that pledge, and it comes down time to, to write down what you're pledging, um, what's going through my mind is the scriptures say uh, to build God's house first. And, and I felt to do that, to build God's house first, because nothing was working out as it was. And so Diana asked me, she says, how much do you feel to give? I said, well, I got a number in my head. How much do you feel to give? She says, I have a number too. I said, what is it? He said, I feel to give that $10,000 to build God's house first. I said, that's exactly what I was thinking. So we pledged that money. We gave that money. Now, what that represented was our hopes and our dreams of ever owning a house. We had never had $10,000 gathered together, either one of us, ever. Didn't know when or if we would ever be able to get that again. But we had learned that God is faithful. And so we were putting all of our eggs in God's basket. If he didn't come through, it wasn't happening. Well, maybe a little over a year had gone by. And we had that $10,000 and more. Where did it come from? I can't tell you exactly, but we had it. And not only that, we found a piece of property on Long Island, an acre, 1.1 acres on Long Island, where we had been looking, trying to get into a fixer-upper. Hmm. Now, this is a piece of property that doesn't even house, have a house on it. And we had the plans drawn up the way we wanted them and had a brand spanking new house built we moved into that we got married in 92 so this was probably around 93 going into 94 in uh, uh, february of 1995 we moved into that house but you see breakthrough came through that sacrifice king david said, I'll not give anything to God that doesn't cost me something. 
you see, you're talking about, I don't know if, if, uh, if you would have died from God's love. Well, not physically die, but there is always a death before resurrection power can be exerted in your life. I, we, my wife and I, died to our hopes and dreams for the future. We died to that, to see God's plans take place. There's many ways to die. You can die to your own needs, die to your own wants. Every time I gave $100 to somebody else knowing that I needed 1000 I was dying to something. The day that, that uh, well, one of the days when God healed me, I had been laying on my floor in excruciating pain for three nights and three days when something in my stomach that had been giving me a problem that was about that big around burst. Mm. Felt like it was about that, you know, it expanded in, in there. And the first thought that went through my mind was, if you're going to the doctor, you better go now. It was fear speaking to me. I think it was my own voice of self-preservation. You know, the fight or flight coming from my subconscious. Uh, if I'd had no faith in God, it would have been a good idea. But I, I just right then said back to that voice, no, God is my healer. And he's either going to bless me and heal me, or he's going to bless me and take me home. Either way, I'm blessed. See, dying to my own self-preservation that my life was not worth living in unbelief my life was worth living in faith in God mm. and that's something that I've taken from that day to this well before that but that I would rather die believing God than to live my life in unbelief So there's another way of breaking through. Yeah, it's not all just in the financial at all. No. Like there's many forms of blessing, and it can be of the physical sense or emotional. I mean, just the state of your being, right? You see, whenever, whenever you, <clears throat> when you realize that every promise in these scriptures is a promise to you that you can believe, that you can trust, that you can rely on, that you can cling to when things are looking bad. What about the three Hebrew children when they were cast into the fiery furnace? God didn't deliver them out of the fire or from the furnace. They were thrown in, hmm. but he was with them in the fire. And they came out without the smell of smoke on them. And the things that they had them bound with were burnt off. And... The people who had tricked the king into putting them in there died. king didn't like the business of what they did because he realized that the God of these guys is God. Hmm. And he put them in positions of power. So, you know, you can go through life looking to be somebody. Be elevated in your job or whatever. But can you die to that 
that desire to, to, to for promotion. And when you if you see somebody promoted above you, can you die to that and be happy for them? You see, you can if you have the peace of God, if you have his joy mm. in your life, you can have peace, you can have joy, you can be calm, cool, and collected in the midst of trouble. Find that in the midst of that trouble, he's reviving you. He's exerting that resurrection power. Hmm. You want breakthrough. See, there has to be a dying. There has to be a death in an area before you ever see the resurrection power of God exerted there. And the day you die physically, <laughs> on resurrection morning, you will experience more resurrection power than you've ever experienced before. Hmm. More healing, more blessing, more life. Oh, to be with God on resurrection morning. What a challenge state to acquire, accomplish, achieve, be given. Because it's like we can maybe grasp it probably more tangibly in the financial sense, right? And then, but when it comes to body just all these other all these other aspects to this existence it's but that's where we should be all excited to put in the work and seek seek that faith and understanding and belief right yes and <clears throat> if we never take the time to open the word of god to find yourself in his presence as you're reading the words. Even the parts you don't understand, don't worry about that. Just keep going. He's big enough. He'll give you something you do understand. And it'll be like eating manna. Be like eating fresh bread. Oh, it has the effect of like water, cool mm. water on parched ground. It'll cleanse your mind of wrong thinking. Mm. Oh, many people are believing a lot of stuff out there, James. Mm -hmm. Believing a lot of stuff. What mm -hmm. are they basing that on? On the Internet? <laughs> are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. I'm going to believe this. Mm. That's another thing I'm going to share with you right now. Is there's three areas of my life. The things that I think. Mm -hmm. The things that I believe. And the things that I know. Now. When the things that you think are what you think you believe and what you believe you think you know, you don't know anything. Mm. You're believing a lie. Could be believing a lie. Mm. See, the things that I think are subject to change with the very next thought. The things that I believe are subject to change with great difficulty. And the things that I know not subject to change. So when somebody accepts something into their believer, that's a tough place to be mm. if the thing they're believing is a lie. Right. There's a lot of stuff out there. What's true, what's not. Mm -hmm. This is true. Mm -hmm. This is true. This is what you can believe. And as you put that belief into action, 
believing God through these processes that I'm sharing with you mm-hmm. and seeing God come through, you can come to know him in whom you have believed. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a central foundational stone to this existence. Yes. Otherwise, you can just get caught up and just be lost, right? And not effectively... Uh, effectively having a, a positive impact on any type of outcome in any way, shape, or form. You're just lost in the noise. You know, since that day mm. that Diana and I died to our hopes and dreams for the future and gave that money to the building of our church, the Lord's Church, we were just just members there. We were not the pastor or anything like that there. We're just members. We have not lacked for any good thing. Hmm. Today, we have a wonderful house with a pool and a three-car garage. When my wife goes to grocery shop, she doesn't have to use coupons in anything. She goes down and buys groceries, buys what she wants. Dates. She bought dates. It was $10 for a little container of dates. They used to be a couple dollars. Well, thank God for our U.S. government. I don't want to put them down. I'm sure they're doing the best they can, but my good grace alive. They blew the roof off of the what it cost me at the grocery store and the gas pump and Oh, it's just something not right, but mm-hmm. I don't want to get into politics. I want to stay with the Word of God because, see, even whenever I see that, you see, I got peace. I got joy knowing that God is my supply, not the government. You know, when I first uh, started working as a union lineman, uh, got laid off. You know, work came to an end. Everybody was laid off. And the guys told me, said, uh, first thing you want to do is go down and sign the books at the union hall. And then you want to go right to the unemployment office and fill out the paperwork to draw unemployment. I said, unemployment? I've never drawn unemployment. And they said, just do it. So I did. Went down to union hall, signed the book so that I'd be on the list to get another job. Went down to the unemployment office. Went through all that paperwork and everything to get that filled out. And I hand it back to the lady, and she looks at it and accepts it. She says, okay, you should get your first check in two weeks. I said, two weeks? I'm not going to be out of work two weeks. I'll get a job somewhere is what I'm thinking, even if it's flipping hamburgers at Burger King. I'm not going to be out of work two weeks. Mm. See, my mentality was not to take something Mm. for nothing from the government. There's a lot to all that, and maybe we'll dive more into the polit- politics side of things with you on a future date. I'd like to be a little more present within my own body and sharp, right? Because yep. those are serious conversations, and it's important to have because there's a lot of political thing. Uh, the The Bible's very political, right, in world events and things, and, and it's important because he calls his children to, uh, in, in lots of ways, right? I, I feel it's always been about the connection with him above all, 
mm-hmm. right? And then from there, it's it's kind of just the Holy Spirit working and nudging and 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 having people fulfill the, you know his will and his calling. It, but you really that's where I'm, I feel you'll just be lost in everything without this foundational stone. And the more you focus on that relation, and and I'm speaking to the man in the mirror right now, because it's like the God of breakthrough for me even with this illness, all sorts of things, was when I really put in the time. Mm-hmm. And I believe he tested me. It wasn't an overnight success. It took a lot, like day after day after day after day. But it was, I was feeling better all along the whole way, right? But yep. then finally, there just was this breakthrough. I felt his love for me specifically and all this blessing came through miracles even right um but it it doesn't mean it's gonna be all butterflies and rainbows from then on and it, it that's why it's just a forever constant pursuit and but but having that blessed feeling it, it's just there's there's nothing more worthy really of our time our energy uh, that in and of itself becomes the most healing fulfilling just blissful peaceful it you can't you can't even really put it into words people just have to explain and that's that's where i feel i mean with probably all the work that needs to be done right here challenged me to expose this and sit in this hot seat right here to the world and just authentically raw share it and and land where it lands you know it'd be great collectively we can we can see what we could figure things out as a community and together and rub off on each other and help direct and then get lost a little bit. I mean, we're perfectly imperfect beings, maybe having a positive impact on the bigger stages because I, you know, I, even with what you surprised me with the, this last week and shared, I'm like, there we go. Arthur's Arthur's uh, tapping into this information because it, it is important if God's children aren't putting in the time, like, then sadly a lot in this day and age will suffer will fall prey to a lot of the actual propaganda misinformation and political nonsense that is that is intentionally pulling this away yep sweeping under the rug you know uh to all of our detriment you know, because because we will get lost, we will inevitably with that without bringing it back to the forefront, putting right here in the middle of the table and center of focus, we we will become that weaker, uh, more prone to seek that handout versus no, two weeks, you're a strong man from from. Your earlier stories of just bull riding or mechanical bronco, <laughs> yeah, bronc riding, like we we we've just been becoming softer, right, and just lost, void of meaning, 
purpose and we need to get back we need to have god and I, and i love i love this two part a breakthrough cuz you're leading by example you're sharing what you you can and i'm sure there's a lot of other people that know what you're saying to be true some of those probably just one ear out the other some of them might resonate for a bit and then we humanly kind of forget but some of those just like that mustard seed. Yep. Start watering that. And 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 no matter what you choose, I mean, that's your life and there is no like I like how you were saying that love, it's like a perfect love whether you gave that $100 or not, no condemnation, none. So it's not zero judgment. Zero. Zero. You know why? Because all the judgment and the condemnation was yeah. poured out on Jesus yeah. when he died on the cross and then for three nights and three days in the place of the dead suffered for us what we should have suffered. Right. See, so all that was all that judgment, all that condemnation was poured out on God himself. The son of God, God who became a human being, Jesus Christ, son of God did that for us he didn't need to do that for him he had never sinned mm. you see <clears throat> but you know we were uh, uh let me just say this that all of our problems and i believe every problem that people have today have their root in unbelief in what god has said and done mm. that's where it started in the garden they disbelieved what god said and believed a lie. And that is the root of everyone's problem today, is believing a lie instead of what God has said. Mm. Am I going to let something that somebody else says out there influence my thinking, or am I going to let God influence my thinking? See, <clears throat> you talk about the political realm. That is not my mountain to climb. I am not a politician. There are good politicians out there. Questionably. Okay. <laughs> right, All right. right. I won't, no, but right. See, yeah. see, the political arena, yeah. that is not my mountain yes. to climb. Yeah. See, Moses had a mountain. They called it the mountain of God. Mm -hmm. Moses climbed that mountain to hear from God. Mm. <clears throat> so uh, sharing the gospel, that is my mountain. That's the one I'm climbing. That's the one that I see has had impact on my life and the impact on others. I'll just say this about conspiracies. Q, all right? If there was ever a conspiracy, that Q conspiracy had me going. I was looking at it. I wasn't accepting it. I was thinking about it. It, it was coming out like... How does this guy know this? How's, how's, how's he ahead of the curve on this? And then Trump lost. Now, maybe all that had to happen, but mm -hmm. if there was a conspiracy out there that I was going to get a hold of, mm -hmm. I was sure looking at that intently. I wasn't accepting it yet. I wasn't believing it yet. Mm -hmm. I was sure hoping yeah, that's some would say it it conjured up a lot of hopium 
right? Yep. And to to because at the point you start having that level of hope and oh my gosh, you could start to see or or how how awesome would it be because how much peace and end to suffering and a thriving world economy, you know, all, all this kumbaya, right? And also, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting too far, and I don't want to get lost. James, dial back. Let me uh, let me close the scriptures while we're talking about this stuff. Oh, really? And and close with prayer, and then we can continue discussing that. But I just okay, yeah, sure thing. Father, we just come before you, and we thank you for this day. And I thank you for everyone that has uh, listened to this podcast. I pray that you would visit them and minister to them, that they come to know your love, which passes all understanding, Mm -hmm. that they could search it out their whole life and never come to the fullness of your great love for people. May they realize as they come to Jesus that there's no condemnation for them. There's no accusation for them. Pray that you'd be with them. Let them know you love them. Amen. Amen. Well, yeah, without getting lost in my thoughts, which I so infamously do every day, um, when you get set in expectations, you're setting yourself up for some disappointment, right? Yeah. And the one pushback I had on the whole Q movement to this day is no one should just sit back and pull out the popcorn and enjoy the show. Yep. Right? Now, hmm. every individual should maintain a healthy balance within them and then themselves, like mm-hmm. for maintaining peace and civility and all, all that. This will strengthen everyone's resolve, you know, their personal levels of resilience and direction above above anything you or I could even say their individual journey because that that spirit will direct them in ways like we can, we just cannot right but it's healthy to question things even the even Q yep but undoubtedly <clears throat> some things were ahead of time very almost uh like revelation almost right mm-hmm. like like predicting the future type thing so so i believe there are aid would say the white hats and you know uh do-gooders like beh- behind the scenes doing good like yes. so undoubtedly there's there's big things we don't that, that are in the works that are that are happening i would just venture to say for no one that that means ease up on standing strong on your values and your you know uh what you your truths your beliefs and we need to this one we're trying to do here on a muzzle chat is break down those barriers to where we can have these discussions because your neighbors are not your enemies no you know we're we're all we're all in this 
crazy journey together and and it is i we're going to become more effective the more we can see each other with love in our hearts and have enough respect for individuals but we got to rip down all those labels even such as conspiracy theories because it's 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 healthy to question things and get to the bottom of things because this whole digital age has become very like like it's it's hard to even grasp reality anymore what's really true and so it's it's an excitable journey we we could say that that even this idea Mm -hmm. of god and the devil is a conspiracy right we could say that right Um, because you know um the devil is the one who influences the world and its system you see his influence in the murder rate Mm. in uh, 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 abortion, right? um, uh, uh, theft, you know, people going into a store and just taking it out and then not nobody being able to stop them. And if they do, the one that stops them is the one in trouble, not the one taking the stuff. Mm -hmm. See, that's, that's evil at Mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. Well, if there's a conspiracy, it's, it's a spiritual conspiracy impacting people. And so in, in the, in in my mountain in the things that i believe people are either influenced by the spirit of god mm-hmm. or they are influenced by the spirit of this world mm-hmm. it's one or the other mm-hmm. one or the other there's no in between so <clears throat> we need good politicians we need them my wife is involved in the political arena I'm happy that she's climbing that mountain. I want no part of it. <laughs> I was like that for many years. And then it's like, we we kind of get into a point. No one can afford not to be to one degree or another. But I see what you're saying and, and mad respect to what yeah. you're saying. Because some people just need to stay based in reality and in biblical truths to align everyone and set them up properly to handle those other arenas. See, here, here's here's a <clears throat> here's a problem in the United States. It, it's not a big problem, but it is a problem. See, because we got people and politicians who believe like I do, but we've got politicians who don't believe this, or they don't believe it like I do. Mm-hmm. And. And then, there's ones between <clears throat> that pretend to believe. <laughs> and and there's ones who don't don't believe either way with that. They just want to live life. They want to have a good life. And uh, they don't want the government interfering in their life. And they don't want a uh, church interfering in their life. They're just good people or not so good people. <clears throat> and in America, a person should have the right and the ability, the freedom to live according to their dictates as long as what they're doing is not infringing on another. 100%. Now, abortion, boy, that is a fine line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where does the right of the mother begin to uh, impact the right of the unborn child? I think it's quite simple. Well, for me it is. Mm-hmm. For you it is. But mm-hmm. for the person that's thinking about getting an abortion, it's not so simple. Well, in this society... It isn't, you know, if we, if we stay based in the realm of reality, it, it actually is quite simple, but you know, they, they want 
evil has essentially tried to take out personal responsibility and that in and of itself that's it's a level of control and social conditioning to get people weak-minded and and where essentially every like this two-tiered system you can see the hierarchy happening before our face it's rules for thee and not for me and and there's a lot of examples you know we could dive into there that are just blatant out in the open but so this whole two-tiered system it's to keep the rulers in the position of the rulers and the ruled in the position of the ruled, you can see how they're weaponizing information and people to have these woke. Oh, I thought for a second this was awake, not woke from JP. It's the <laughs> I will not comply. Kind of two and one in the same. But, it, you know, it, it's, it's challenging because obviously there's very unique situations to that topic that people want to discuss and unique situations are obviously going to have their own unique challenges and everything but for the vast the vast majority that because i believe in my body my choice in the specific act it takes to create life life doesn't happen with humans in any other way than this very specific act so it's my body my choice meaning consent mm -hmm. <clears throat> and and at the point you engage in that <clears throat> act and you give your consent like that is the act that creates life so it's up to that point after after that it's nothing it's all evil whispering evil like is it is standing <clears throat> these, so so yeah. i agree with you on that right okay? Right. But can I force what I believe mm. onto another person who doesn't believe that? See, I believe that legally, like legal, like less government, right? I think our society could more so support. We shouldn't, we shouldn't even be funding doctors or clinics that would do things to that nature, right? But so, so I think there is a way when we really get out in the open and we effectively show up out of love and like for these individuals, I really believe we can get behind and champion more. So these women and, and a more positive light in these very tough situations, then, then just come down with the, the hammer like you were touching on. So you can't yeah. legislate morality, right? Yeah. You can pass all the laws you yep. want. But you're not going to change that person's mindset right. through legislation, right. making another law. See, you can pass all the gun laws you want, restrict all the good, honest people from having a gun, but you're not going to impact that thief, the mm -hmm. criminal who right. wants to gun. So that's he why, can, right? That's so why you can't legislate. Gun laws don't work. Yeah, no, you yeah. can't legislate morality. Yeah, that's a great point. Now, the, now the person who's a good, honest person who just wants to have a gun for protection. Mm -hmm. He's never going to use that to harm anybody. Right. But if that person is coming to harm that person or their family or their friends and neighbors that they're with, mm -hmm. well, and then he's got to, that person has got to contend with the idea that he was wrong. They're going to come after right. him. You know, and, and this is, this is, it's, it's, it's pretty tough, obviously, like for 
two gentlemen even, to be ta- talking on this subject. Some women may say, we don't even have the credibility to, ha- to touch on this topic. And you know what? I, I hear you, right? I would hear anyone that would say that. It, well, what I would like to s- state is I'm really hopeful that this really strong mother and individual uh, will come sit in the in the seat and share her story because it's interesting. It's it's almost the land of blessing that has been feeding the this more so toxic evil like ideology where it's about me. All I hear in that situation is like, wait, you consented. <laughs> You, you acted in the, the only, the only way life gets created. And then now after it's, it's me, I, my, it's selfish. It's oh And, and it's not even considering really what's happening. So this, this woman doesn't come from how good we have it because it's almost a social conditioning of what's around us. Because a lot of these prominent women that stand up for my body, my choice after the fact, you know, it, it, it's interesting. You just hear all this. So it's, it's, it's creating no responsibility, but it's, it's so, so a lot of these really tough situations, it's, it's the fact they have prominent like positions and influence and so much blessing it's it's the ego and pride really really have a role to play with that situation but this individual i'm speaking of comes from hardly anything um was even raped so didn't even consent but the strong mother made the decision to keep because she she had some belief and she just was like irregardless who am i to take this life being formed within my body it must be god's will and even though that's a horrific event and wow like i can't believe so even to the point she was ostracized from her own family Mm. because they they were like nope you're gonna not have so out out the door living on her own even on the streets like it was like no i i must it's not about me and it's it's amazing to hear how god has blessed her life her child's life her future children's life and it was through one of her children i heard all about the stories and the challenges and multiple jobs as a pregnant single mother that just lost everything she knew so it's it's interesting to capture that and champion stories like that like it, the other now these other prominent women like really you want to come on and tell your selfish story you know cuz it's not it's just about not once are you genuinely considering and and every one of those individuals it's it's wild to see how emotional they'll get over that decision and they'll just explain and excuse it away. And and the reality of it is I cannot zero judgment, zero. I did not walk in your, your shoes and I can't say certain at all that I would have made a different decision. Right. I just, that's where I'm saying like we can, we can change the topic more restructure it versus how evil's pushing it and trying to stand it up in this destructive way. There's a more beautiful way about it. And I think it's I think we're on to something, 
by so i really hope that's something to look forward to be a really powerful story to hear it would be and mm-hmm. i just hope you know i had a friend yeah, she'll come on who would uh picket protest in front of abortion clinics mm. and he was telling me about it and wanted me to come down and join in and i said joe if if you are not willing to take that young woman into your home and give her a place to live to raise that child and to put it through school if you're not willing to do that put your sign down and go home mm. he went home he quit doing it you see if i'm not willing to die to myself so that this person can live then i got no business telling them that what they're doing is wrong right i wouldn't even do that anyway i wouldn't tell that young mother or mother to be that she's wrong to have an abortion i wouldn't do that i would try to show her a better way right i'd love her i'd take care of her and if i'm not willing to do that i'm not going down to the abortion clinic you know it's almost it's almost bigger than these topics yes right than the discussion about abortion about the discussion about these politicians it's kind of trying to discern and get to the bottom of what is what is behind this movement because it's kind of this movement this movement and truth might be here in the middle somewhere right because i feel on so much of this like there are people really with good hearts on both ends there's people that just want to tear down the other side on both ends, you know not acting out of love yeah. right so to kind of get to the root of some of these things and with a gentle enough spirit kind of maneuver through these very controversial topics hopefully land on something that is at the end of the day more positive more uplifting more unifying more just moving the needle in the right direction as a society as people as god's children and i believe we all would be blessed to i would like to say yeah to someone out there who is thinking about having an abortion or Uh, you've had one, I want you to realize that God does not condemn you for what you've done or what you're going to do. He loves you. Mm. You know, the scriptures do tell us what we will be condemned for. Jesus said, the world's sin is unbelief in him whom God has sent. Mm. That will be the sin that people will be judged for on judgment day. What did you do with my son? Did you believe in him? Did you come to him? Or did you turn away from him? What did you do? Hmm. See, Jesus said, I did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved. The world is already under condemnation, he said, because of unbelief in him whom God has sent. Hmm. That's the sin that got Adam and Eve into trouble was unbelief in what God had said and done. And then when God came as a human being, people killed him. Mm. Humanity is guilty of murder in killing the Son of God. I know that people probably 
probably balk at that statement. But that's all right. What you got, James? You know, I just wanted to look up the Bible verse finder. It was interesting. I heard a very passionate pastor probably a year or so back speak out on, you know, the abortion and, and for people in those positions just to seek a little enlightenment, right? And um, obviously there's not a better source than this. Uh, questionable, I'm sure, to some people, right? But there was a huge long list in there. And it was touching on God, you know, uh, creating, knitting together in the womb and, and whatnot. But I just felt like to, to just take a quick glance in here and, and just say like, well, if someone wants a quick read to check out like this right here says, God cares for the unborn Exodus 21, 22 through 25, where we should protect the helpless Psalms. 82, 3 through 4. Children are from God. Psalms 127, 3. God forms every child. Psalms 139, 13 through 16. God plans the future of every child. Jeremiah 1, 5. Just to throw that out there. But more than even this topic, I often love this Bible verse finder. Sometimes when I'm just lacking, like, ah, where to, where to dive in today? I just have x amount of time or i want to like i just thumb through this you know through jump out through abortion we're killing more children today than i think we have ever right. killed before right interesting thing is uh the government was killing babies when moses comes on the scene the government hmm. was allowing babies to be killed when jesus came on the scene now are we any different than them? When is God going to show up and say, this far and no further? Mm. Let's start fresh. What, whatever, whatever he's going to do. I got my idea, but uh, he's not going to condemn anybody. Nobody is going to uh, be alienated from God because of what they've done, but because of what they are. You're either a child of God or you're not. Hmm. one or the other you can't be both you either come to jesus and receive him as your savior and are translated from darkness to light mm -hmm. made a new creature in christ born again made alive unto god redeemed by the blood of the lamb right his life given for you can you receive his life you see I just my heart goes out because I see so much suffering from from people in in the position of even these decisions and not it. I guess just to recap, it, it once again it's zero judgment, right? I am a sinner, right? I I'm working through that and seeking to just walk. And what's directed, you know, it's it's not easy. You know, Colossians chapter 1, verse 23 says, because of his cross, see what Christ did for you, mm -hmm. because of his cross, he has brought you into its own presence. And you are pure and holy as you stand before him without a single fault. Mm. See? Are you? 
born again? Are you a new creature? If you are, then you are pure and holy as you stand before him without a single fault. Mm. See, if we go through life thinking, well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace, that is all we will ever be. Mm. We'll be saved, and that's good, that's wonderful, but good for nothing if all you ever do is go through life being a sinner saved by grace. It's wonderful, heaven's your home, but what are you accomplishing for God if all you do is live in sin? And see, what you see, where you look, is where you will go. Hmm. When you're driving a motorcycle, you go where you're looking. Right. If you don't want to go there, if you want to miss that pothole, don't look at the pothole. Look at where you want to go. Scripture says, but we see Jesus. So you guys see Jesus. Hmm. Search the scriptures so that you get a picture of Jesus. And watch as he reveals that picture of him through you to others. Yes. That's a beautiful way to see God. Yes. See, you can see God in a vision. That's wonderful. You can see God in a dream. You can see God in his word. You can see God working through another person. But mm. when you see God working through you, whoo, I think that's a good place to end. I love that. Folks, thanks for joining us. I, I pray that Arthur's words resonated with you and that you haven't given up on the one who loves you more than we can describe. It's, it's more than we can effectively put words together, right? Yes. And share those stories with us. Heck, would love to have you on because this is Arthur's speaking, not just from experience but from truth like you know this is the god of breakthrough since 1973 this bible has never been far from me that rhymes i like it i like that too <laughs> bless you all thank you for joining us god bless till next time